What's up, everybody? Welcome back for episode 18 of the Next Boss Media Podcast, presented by Stephen Landry and Connor Hare. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Next Boss Media. Follow us on SoundCloud at the Next Boss Media Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube, Next Boss TV. And please subscribe to our iTunes at the Next Boss Media Podcast as well. On today's show, we're going to be interviewing Nicholas D. Spots. Let's get it. Connor, I'm with my guy Steve here. Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. Really appreciate you coming on the show today, bud. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, so uh, every show that we do, when we have new guests on, we kind of put the pressure on them, kind of shift everything over. So uh, usually we just have them kind of start out by just telling us a little bit about who they are and what they're kind of doing right now, you know, where they're from, all the little you know, introduction stuff like that. So mm-hmm. if you could just take that away, Nick, that'd be great. Okay, sure. Well, uh, my name is Nicholas. I was uh, ra- I was raised in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, in the East Coast. Uh, I was born in Lima, Peru. Uh, I was, you know, I was adopted into a family out there. Um, and I just recently moved to Los Angeles, California about seven months, seven months ago. So I've been out here in uh, Los Angeles, California, and uh, I'm, uh, by career, I'm a juvenile detention officer. Um, right now, I'm doing the mouth, uh, mental health officer stuff right now um, and working on a brand out here, just growing, um, building connections, um, social ne- social networking, um, also just building good uh, connections is just what thing I've been focusing on too because I feel like that has to do a lot with you know how far you can take of course take take any entrepreneurship uh um business you have going um uh also here in la i'm in boyle heights right now in the east side of la so i'm about 10 minutes away from downtown la so just been working um uh getting uh, getting into like fitness and stuff uh Mm -hmm. about three years ago i went on a fitness journey I lost over like a hundred pounds, and since then I just been like obsessed with like just bettering myself, like mentally, spiritually, physically, everything, an aspect. You know, you do something crazy like that in your life, then all these doors open to possibilities where you start believing you can accomplish anything. Sure. You know, if you do something crazy like that. Yeah, man! Congratulations but, on that. Yeah, thank you. I That's appreciate it. That's a great it. accomplishment. Thank you. Yeah, um, I just want to kind of backtrack a little bit and. I know that you said that you were born in Peru, right? Yes, and Lima, you, Peru. You were adopted. That were were you like a baby when you got back yeah. to the states? Okay. Yeah. So I was. Yeah, I was just a baby. I was probably about like six months old, mm-hmm. and um, I got brought back to the states. So I was born. The funny thing is, I was grew up in a white family. That's all I ever known. <laughs> you know, I was raised in a white neighborhood. You know, with. Uh, with the houses, the yards, you know, the whole nine, y- the whole nine yards. Like we're right. in a little cul-de-sac, and come and as I was, since you know I was adopted, I don't speak any. I never learned Spanish. That's one thing I wish I would have done. But I never learned. I never taught myself Spanish. We never really had the desire to learn it. Like I was so caught up in the culture that I'm living in now. Like I'm never gonna need it. I'm never gonna need it. I come to L.A. East L.A. Right, where 99 percent yeah. people are Mexican here, and I'm getting hammered. Every person that comes up to me starts speaking Spanish, and I was I would be like I would always have to be like 
oh, sorry, like, no Espanol, I don't speak Spanish. They would give me the weirdest look or they're just like, what, you don't speak Spanish? Or, you know, some of them even get mad at me, you know. And so um, I'm teaching myself little by little here. I'm picking it up on words and stuff, but mm -hmm. I'm hoping to be fluent in Spanish uh, soon here. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, just I'm just getting by right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so what got you into sort of what you're doing right now? I know you said like the, the juvenile detention, like what kind of got you into that? Yeah, so when I was a teenager, I had a lot of anger, I had a lot of um, depression, uh, you know, suicidal thoughts, suicidal attempts, mm -hmm. I was in and out of mental hospitals, you know, trying to, doctors trying to figure out what's wrong with me and, you know, and why I'm feeling this and stuff. Right. And um, when I was 17, a couple months before my birthday, I was like having a, like a flip out moment at my house. My parents didn't know what to do, and they eventually they called the cops, and the cops came and they arrested me, and then I started doing like terroristic threats to my parents and the cops, like I'm gonna get you guys, I'm gonna kill you guys, all that, and I got placed in um, a juvenile detention center um, in the East Coast um, when I was 17, and in what there, was that like? Well, it was you know at the time my thinking was. This is who I am, you know. Right, I'm right. In, I'm going to be placed in these facilities the rest of my life, you know. And this is where my past going. Yeah. And then in when I was inside, you know, interacting with all the kids, I came to the conclusion: one thing, no one in there had positive role models in their life. Mm -hmm. No one in there had a father figure that was impacting and pouring into them. No one had they these kids. They look up to people in the streets, and they you know they adapt to that lifestyle and stuff. And in there, um, that's when I came out. I was when I came out of the juvenile detention center. I still, I still had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, you know. And when I was probably around eighteen, nineteen, I realized, all right, I want to work with teenagers somehow. People who were going through the same stuff as me. I always had a passion. I've always had a heart. Even at my age now, I'm twenty-eight, to connect with teenagers, to connect with yeah. youth. Um, and. I got, um, I went to college, I got my credits towards to become a juvenile detention officer. I was in the facility for two years working, the same place that I was placed in when I was 17, working um, with kids um, as a juvenile detention officer. Um, so it, it's just crazy how like everything, you know, gets put together like that, you know? Of course, yeah, that's, I mean, that's an um, incredible story. Yeah. Uh, what when you got out when you when you started you know when you started putting your life together like that did you did you kind of develop a better relationship with your parents like are you are you good there now yeah i okay. am yeah. i am yeah i am me and my parents we you know we love each other to death you know me and my sister and my brother we never we grew up never seeing eye to eye you know we mm -hmm. always fought we always argued but we're at a better place now and stuff that's great and and honestly it's because um i developed i started getting intact with my spiritual side you know i started you know developing more of a relationship with god and stuff and mm -hmm. you know just tur turning my life around through that yeah and allowing myself to grow through that i mean this is going to be one of the most interesting backstories that we've had, definitely. Uh, I I really commend you for doing that. Again, I mean, that's that deserves another congratulations on, you know, putting all that stuff together. And now you're out in L.A., you're kind of just living the dream, you're doing exactly what you want to do. 
are you kind of transitioning right now? Because you said you heard you said that you were kind of getting into fitness stuff. Are you are you still doing a lot of work with the juvenile detention mental health aspect, or are you just kind of transitioning into more fitness stuff now? Well, well, right now, when I first got out here, the goal was, all right, so I'm gonna get out here. I'm gonna work in the Los Angeles County government as a juvenile detention officer. Right. It didn't work out that way because here in LA they don't let you just go in for an interview and hire you right away. Okay. It's everything a police officer has to do, uh, a juvenile officer would have to do. Okay. So I have to take a written test, I have to have a physical training test, I have to have a polygraph, all these crazy uh, tests and everything. Um, now I'm gonna be going for the test, um, probably in the next couple months I'm gonna be going for the test mm -hmm. but until and when I first came out here I realized how long it was gonna take me to get in this so I was like you know what I need something I need to do something I'm not just gonna sit here and you know do um, do nothing and um, so I became I started working as a security I got my guard card I started working as a security officer um, I was working seven days a week, sometimes 12 hours a day. Um, I was just doing, uh, I would anywhere from parking lots, Thursday through Sunday, I would do clubs, you know. So I was always had the, it was like hands on with people, having to restrain people and all of that. Um, I, it's just something that interests me. But um, coming out here now, I just recently got, um, it's called a mental health officer. So I'm in the hospital with mental health patients. And the reason they have us there is because Mental health patients, they have, um, are they, a lot of them are, you know, angry, will have a lot of mental ill homeless people yeah. that, you know, come around the area and try to start stuff. And you hear stories all the time. This guy was mentally ill. He had a gun or he had like a knife and he didn't like, he just kind of shot at someone or himself or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm dealing with that. I'm, I'm working in that field right now. Well, that's amazing, man. You're doing really good work. And, uh, Best of luck on your, your test coming up. You know, I really hope that everything yeah, goes well you. there. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. You know, you we got kind of into kind of the back roots of who you are. Obviously, you know, you're somebody that doesn't, you know, succumb to pressure and you know, other people's thoughts and stuff. You're just doing what you want to do, and I really, really commend you for that. Now, could I ask you, you're talking about a little bit of networking in L.A., and that's kind of like mm -hmm. the hub of networking in the United States, maybe in the world right now. Could you could maybe give me a little bit of insight as to like you know what kind of networking you're doing? You're going to events. Who you're networking with? Maybe. Yeah. Um. Just a, a lot of it too is I do I go to events with my uh, apparel, my clothing line, and I I meet people. I meet people there who would be like, hey, I have this concert up. I want you there to set up a booth. Or hey, I know a guy. You know, right. call this call this guy, and he could like get you like cheaper shirts or you know yeah. stuff like that. And also out here, like you said, LA, number one place to network. So right away, I met, actually it's kind of funny because I met a high school teenager kid who is an incredible photographer. And <laughs> right away, we just clicked and we just, you know, hang out, hang out and do photo shoots with my brand and everything. So something where someone would have to pay $100 a session I this kid, this teenager, you know, mm -hmm. wants to do. He's excited about it. He's like, "Yo, I'm gonna do it for free," you know, and and so yeah, and that's a connection you've made just from yeah. going out to LA. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you think like right? Uh, tell us a little bit about your clothing brand, like for our audience. Like, what? Like, tell us a little bit about what you guys make and stuff like that. Okay. Well, right now it's 
just it's like it, it started off with like five of us <laughs> we were sitting there one time and I posted this one video on um, Facebook and immediately it took off it got a lot of views it, like it not necessarily went viral but for us just random kids you know it right. went it was it went got a lot of views and we we're like freaking out and stuff and then we're thinking to ourselves there's like five of us we're like let's make something out of this like let's make something out of this mm -hmm. so originally what it was it was um we were going to be doing like a fitness like a fitness brand yeah and um as we started you know get getting the designs and stuff um, the name, it just kind of, you know, came to us, you know, beyond the grind. I'll explain the name a little later, mm -hmm. but it, the name, it just kind of came to us. And um, then, you know, we started applying our designs to these shirts and stuff. And I linked up with a guy who I was following on Facebook. And mm -hmm. I was like, he, he originally was doing my printing for me and stuff. He helped me advertise and stuff. And he knew some, like, um, some artists, you know, that would help advertise and stuff. Yeah, of course. And we were, uh, the majority of our friends were on the college campus. So we would just go and, like, hustle our shirts. Like, hey, man, you know, buy one, buy one, buy one. And our first time we did, like, a bulk of shirts, we sold out right away. So wow. we were like, wow, this thing's going to be, this thing's going to be huge. Like, yeah. we're just five kids. We're just five kids just, like just decided to do something like that and then um we so this was we started this up like three years three four years ago and um so i was like 24 at the time the kids i was uh the people i was connected with they were more of like anywhere between 18 to 22 so at that time i was the only one who had um uh the job you know yeah. uh, a decent paying job a steady job mm -hmm. these other kids they were in college and stuff and doing um, you know, teenager stuff and stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, they realized how expensive this was going to be to start up any type of business. Of course, you know. And they're like, um, you know, you know, little by little, they started dropping off. Like, man, yeah, I can't be a part of this. This <laughs> is so much. I got school and stuff going on, and you know, and a couple of them, one of them, like, got a girlfriend. He just like fell off and stuff. So it eventually ended up being me and this other guy, and. It was on uh, one of his breaks. Um, he went back to Jersey. I was still in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and for the semester break and everything. Yeah. And that whole break, I realized I was the only one that was like putting in money, getting the photo shoots organized, I feel that. you know, I feel doing that, yeah. the doing the social media stuff, um, doing like everything, making connections and everything. I was the only one doing that. Right. So I told him, I was like, "Hey, man, you know." If you want to be a part of this, like I, you know, I need to see money. You know, I'm, I'm hustling like this. I'm stressing out about it, and I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make this work, man. So he was just like, ah, oh, man, I'm not feeling anymore and stuff. <laughs> so I took it upon, I kind of took it upon myself, and I was like, all right, you know what? I'm getting it, I'm getting it branded. I'm doing everything, you know. Of course, this is, this is what I'm doing. So I went. I was just riding solo for probably about like, maybe like two, two years, two, three, two years into it. I'm just like riding solo. You know, doing all the photography, you know, doing the internet and everything, um, website and everything. But when I came here again for the networking, came to LA, I met people, you know, helped me out with my website, helped me out with photographer. And even my aunt, she was like, hey, you know, I heard you started up this clothing line thing. And she's like, do you know my cousin, her husband has a very successful, like, 
t-shirt printing company and she said she wants to help you guys out mm -hmm. so originally what I was paying for the price for my t-shirts I cut it at half going with my aunt yeah so um, it's just you know again goes down to like networking and stuff wow. and, uh, and like here you are you're just like you're trucking along you, yeah yeah I'm um, you know little by little and mm -hmm. it and again you know I I don't want to say it's you know I did everything myself because I didn't because yep. I have so yep. many people on social networking who have like the potential or the ability to make things go viral that are constantly helping me out sharing my stuff mm -hmm. um, that I get to link up I get to meet people like from all over the United States you know yep. reaching out to me like you even like you guys and um, people like messaging me and stuff like hey you know I love what you're doing you know keep going and stuff and my next um, thing is I'm gonna be trying to get it out to like some known artists and you know um, hopefully get some like yeah. actors and stuff that was sort of my next question is like do you have any like you know goals you're setting right now that you're trying to do so you're trying to get it out to some maybe some just some bigger names that you yeah, yeah. Um, my, my main goal and my main focus right now at the point is just getting it getting it known right um, I mean, and by and by getting it known I'm going to be reaching out to people who have connections to someone like that has like a lot of social media act, uh, hype and stuff right like maybe just like random because one thing I notice on social media is if you run one big page you probably run about three more big pages yeah you know, on average, yeah be, yeah be, just because that's what people do you know so if you have the opportunity to meet one guy who knows a big page which I was fortunate enough to do um, then that guy who runs these big pages knows these other guys who run <laughs> big pages you know mm -hmm. and not only are they running one but they're each running like three you know right, right. so it just kind of goes on and on and my um, I don't know if you ever saw but my buddies who were my old roommates at, at the time in the East Coast for a little bit mm -hmm. they have um, they, they sell sneakers, they sell shoes on Instagram, and my one buddy, he just broke 50K, my other buddy, <laughs> he just broke 35K, and they're really getting up there with no, um, with um, getting their sneakers out and stuff, and so they've been helping me a lot too, so what we would do is, we would do giveaways, sneaker giveaways, everyone, you know, so we would say, alright, this is what the rules for the sneaker giveaway, follow this page, this page and also follow BTG Apparel. So the majority of my followers, it would just go boom, 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 boom. Of course, boom. And yeah. like the activity, the activity blew up and everything. And then, you know, and then from that, it becomes all word of mouth, you know? Of course. People telling other people and stuff, so. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, that again, like, that's a side hustle for you. Like, you're doing your own thing as well. You have, you have that job, like, you're doing your own thing, making money, and, like, this is just, like, sort of something that you probably want to become your main focus, but, like, right now you're you're trying to do some other stuff as well, which I think is great. Putting yourself in a bunch of different aspects, putting yourself in a bunch of different categories, that's awesome. Uh, sort of something that I'd want to wrap up with would be, you know, you... You definitely come from just this this grind. I can tell just from talking to you, this backstory, everything that's going on. You're grinding, you're hustling. If you could give advice, maybe to your younger self, maybe to somebody that is younger out there that's trying to start doing something in you know any aspect of the word, being becoming an entrepreneur, then what are you going to tell them? I would say, 
uh, just, you know, one, two things. One, just do it. You know, like the old right. Nike saying, you know, if it's on your heart and it's really a burden of passion, don't make excuses. Just pick it. Just start somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. we all start somewhere. Just pick it up and start. You don't have to have a thousand, be a thousandaire to start a business. You know, you don't have to, you know, even with fitness, people always make excuses like, oh, well, this day is that I don't have running shoes. Right. You know, I don't have the right equipment. No, just shut up and just do it, you mm-hmm. know. And also one thing too is you're going to run into obstacles. Any any successful business or anything runs into obstacles, but the main important thing is you got to remember is you can't give up, you know. Of course. No matter what people tell you, they're going to laugh at your stupid dream or whatever. You don't give up, you know. Yeah, that great message. That's great great value on the show today. Uh we really appreciate you coming on today, Nicholas. You got anything, Connor? Nah, man, that was great. Yeah, that was a really good interview. So, you know, again, we really appreciate you coming on, and we just we hope that you enjoy the rest of your weekend, bro. Oh, thank you so much, man. Hey, send me the um, information when you guys are airing and stuff, and I'll post I'll post it all over my social hell yeah, media hell yeah. And stuff. And so sounds good, man. Take it I'm easy. Excited, Stay in man. touch, man. For sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Thanks, guys. Peace. All right, take care.